1: Patrick,
2: I'm Bob, and I am Tom.
1: And you know what it is? We talk hardcore music, talk things. Okay, so there's a there's a screenwriting podcast that's been around for like I don't know ten years, where it mm. opens with uh, a podcast about screenwriting and things that are interesting to screenwriters. Uh, this is a hardcore podcast where we talk about hardcore and things that are interesting to hardcore kids mostly
2: mostly yeah most, most I time. mean some
1: of it's not interesting to anybody except for the three of us although
2: not even the three of us tom <laughs>
1: <that's> <laughs> to tom yes you will you will notice this this I don't think bob listens would you say that we have a healthier podcast if not as financially profitable healthier than the joe budden podcast at this moment
2: oh they seem to be falling apart
1: falling apart
2: what's happening bob, Rory, I think is I haven't list to all of them, just because they put out like I feel like we put out a lot of content. They're like twice a week, three hours at a clip.
3: Yeah, that's what work. us
2: pros got to do. You know what I mean? I mean, they're also millionaires off of it. So I that's mean, what us millionaires me, off of it got to do. You know what I mean? It's a lot. So, but like I think Rory, like who's like the redhead dude, mm. I feel like he went through a dev- is getting like, or he has gotten broken up with
1: uh mm. I, if uh, well okay he bought a
2: home go. with a girl uh, an apartment with like the girl or a fiance he was dating the either the woman he was dating or his fiance and that sounds like it's not happening two or three of the dudes had covid at one point so Maul is very trumpian i it's all kinds of crazy
1: so but that the trumpian the trump mall trump was my favorite aspect of the show because they would just scramble when he would get too deep in it They'd be like, all right, all right, all right, keep it, let's let's keep it moving, come on. Very, very funny. But, so, Bob, here's the deal. Uh, If you read the comments section, you get a a picture uh, by all the comment troll types that, Mm. and this is true, this part I can attest to. Rory is going through something, Mm -hmm. uh, and I I don't, hmm. all right, we got to do ad reads and i'd like to do them oh you're gonna, gonna do a little tease i'm That's gonna a, make this tease. i'm gonna make this really quick though okay. well, you want
3: to okay. do it afterwards
1: let's yeah let's do let's do the ad reads we'll what's be
3: back that? right after this what's really going on with rory
2: <laughs> right the words with these sponsors <laughs> i uh, can do guys, the love and hip-hop voice that they use oh please yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do it what's really going on with rory more after this because they do this like what if she was with mendices and he this is one thing he uses (laughs) all the time and i I don't know what they're talking about yo uh today we are going to
3: keep it brief y'all stick with us through the ads and from what we hear from our sponsors you actually listen pay attention pay respect to them so major kudos to everybody who listens and checks out the stuff we read uh we don't get canned shit. We read shit that we make up from ourselves and, and think and feel and all that shit, which feels right. Um check out every play. <laughs> but on the real uh shout out to Run for Cover Records, Deathwish Inc. to live a lie and close casting activities. They support us. They are awesome. We hope you support them. Today we're just gonna do a quick shout out to their digital arms. Their bandcamp pages. Uh mm-hmm. now I I imagine a lot of people who listen to this podcast stream music uh through whatever service, through YouTube, whatever, um, maybe already through Bandcamp and are very familiar. I, I bet most of you do. But if you're not, um, Patrick, can you talk about Bandcamp and the service it provides?
1: Sure. Uh uh Bandcamp Is probably the most equitable uh, means of uh, making money digitally at this time, aside from maybe just sending me money on the low through a friends and family on PayPal. (laughs) Um, It is uh, just, it's a smaller platform and it's not meant for streaming per se, or or not meant for playlist streaming of any type. It's, uh, It's really just, you seek it out, you listen to it, you pay for it if you care to. You can also put up your uh, this is weird that I'm explaining what fucking Bandcamp is in 2021. But just in case anybody doesn't know, you can also uh, use it as a uh, a a physical goods platform uh, as well.
3: That's right. And
1: I don't know what their cut is there or how that works, but uh, it all looks like uh, it works out well for the as another income stream for many people. And I urge you to avail yourself to it because I'm the last person alive to my knowledge that still really values MP3s. Over streaming platforms.
3: So, um with that said, Tom, Bandcamp helpful to you, helpful to all of us to not just discover new music but be able to check stuff out. You would you co sign that? Yeah,
2: yeah, because I mean, you know, especially like for bands that are just getting off the ground, I think that's the place to find it rather than any streaming kind of, you know, like if you put out a demo, you're not necessarily gonna have your demo on fucking Spotify, Spotify right sure. up, right from the get go, you know. So you can definitely put Few it up there. Between. I think yeah. yeah, the prices, like, you know, you could download a full record, you know, and it's and it's not it's not a dollar twenty nine per song or whatever. Like no, they, it's, they give it's you like reasonable. A decent, yeah, and they allow you to kind of name some artists at least allow you to kind of name your price. Mm-hmm. So if For you want sure. to support the artist a little bit more and you want I'm like, you know what, this record, I'm gonna give them twenty bucks rather than ten, you have that option, which is pretty cool that's exactly the the vibe
3: um, so in that spirit all four of our label sponsors have bandcamp pages uh, quite often this is a great way not just to sp- support the artists but also these labels yeah uh, perhaps you're familiar with bandcamp Fridays if you're not look it up they do Fridays regularly where they actually drop their fees which turns out to be kind of a, a, a moment that people platform to say hey this is now is the time We're going to get an extra ten percent, fifteen percent, whatever the cut is. So um,
2: we encourage you. Your algorithms are legitimate. Oh yeah, I agree with that. Like you know, like if you go, oh, I like Spy, and you buy the Spy record, Mm -hmm. like it'll give you something similar to Spy as like in like the like you may also like Mm -hmm. blah blah. Or people bought this, also bought this, and it's not kind of like. There's still it's payola going on in some no, of the other no places. No
3: payola and there's no – yeah, I actually I totally agree. that's I didn't think of that. Their algorithms have enabled me to discover a lot more new music. And it could be from something new to you to something even more new. But even if you're going through and especially on some of these labels that are more established, all, all four of the label sponsors that we work with are pretty established, yeah you'll be able to find new music. Even just from streaming or going to one of your favorite records through this. So, uh, I encourage you to go to runforcover records.bandcamp.com. I encourage you to go to deathwishing.bandcamp.com. Go to tolivealie.bandcamp.com. Last but definitely not least, go to closed casket activities.bandcamp.com. Oh. Uh, cheat code, sometimes clicking on, as Patrick alluded to, the physical media stuff that's available if you go through most of these the top tab there's a merch button Not yeah. all but many that can be a little sneaky way to get limited records that aren't available on the main website Very so true.
2: i bought shirts that way too uh,
3: very good yeah so uh everybody please thank you to our sponsors and go support their band camps as well as their their main sites all right uh back after these messages patrick tell us what's really going on with rory <coughs>
1: <laughs> All right, I want you guys to help me focus uh, because I'm going to be taking us in a couple different directions. Shocking. You you know how I'm the the edgy 15 year old on on this podcast.
2: The yes. edge lord, as they say, yes.
1: The edge lord. <clears throat> I finally reached the upper limit of edge lord. Uh, I topped out.
2: To,
1: I went on. I went on to eight chan for the first time.
2: Whoa! That's 4 chan. <laughs>
1: It's, it's yeah, and it feels like it. Uh, it's now called wow. Eight, it's now called Eight Cun, by the way, and uh, <laughs> why now? Are you are you familiar with with the Eight Chan story? It's pretty. F- nope. I mean, give it to us real quick. There's a figure who uh, co developed it. He's given the credit for, I guess, making it. Uh, But it's not clear if he did it with somebody else's money or what. I don't really understand the business relationship. At any rate, this figure is very interesting to me because he has a very, very severe disability and it's shaped his life in such an interesting way. I keep reading about him. I can't stop. Uh, He's also from Albany, New York, which is very interesting to me.
3: Of course. Um, Crown gem of the Empire State.
1: Yes, uh, and his, some of his Albany origin is really ultra tragic. Uh, <laughs> Aren't they all? If I if I, recall, right. if I recall, he got robbed, had to go to the police station. Uh, the bus didn't come. He he got hypothermia. He's he's a very again he's a severely disabled man. Yeah. But uh, he's him wrestling with the nature of his disability, and then also oh. having provided the world with this this outlet that is largely derided by, by sane people as like an outlet for Q Q, uh, uh, conspiracy theorists and things like that. He, it's just such an, I can't imagine the amount of pressure that this individual has felt. He's not a, he's not an old guy. He's a young, y- young dude. And whatever. I find him really interesting at any rate. I was on eight con and Jesus. I was reading the message board part for uh, it was on a specific comedian and it was the most severe thing I'd ever read in my entire life. It was people who admire and kind of in some weird way worship him who also devote days of their lives to trying to destroy him it was about the most unhealthy thing i've ever seen <laughs> and and i was deeply shaken by it and it occurred to me that for all the internet weirdos that i've dealt with in my life i've been blessed to not reach this level like it's just it, it, let me put it like this you know when you are of a thing and it's, it's kind of like being ruined by hardcore if you're in hardcore for long enough <clears throat> you might encounter like a social pressure within hardcore that's at odds with, with your sensibilities. Right. But you in some way might've helped shape that sensibility, that prevailing sensibility that now exists. He mm-hmm. and that's Ian Mackay. Weird, Ian Mackay. Yes. Great example. And that's, that's a weird place to be,
2: but that's you know, how, that's, how what I meant.
1: that's how some of these, some of these like internet comedians, content provider type, people, they created a world that is way more vicious than I think they anticipated. All this is to say, I'm now going to talk about a total stranger and I hope that everybody understands that I'm doing it just because it's in the public sphere and it's interesting and I wish these people the best of luck. I'm not trying to fucking dance on somebody's grave. Um, so the Rory from, from the Joe Budden podcast, uh, Joe and him and Tom tell me if I'm wrong Joe and him seem to be at odds
2: yeah I, I, you know, I like I said I haven't totally listened to them as much recently um, they always so have Joe, this kind of they're like me and you
1: yeah but jo- but listen you would not appreciate me talking to you like that and I would not appreciate you talking to me like that
2: oh I'm has like, it been that bad I haven't really fu- It's it's been bad like, like, like I bust Job, your chops and it's more of like a collegial like hey yeah, I'm no, fucking with you.
1: You no know, this is this is like Joe Joe like taking a like workplace anger out on his coworker in a public way. And Oh shit. And like the three of us are we're reasonable adults who get along.
2: Yeah. But mm-hmm. but Somehow.
1: Yeah yeah but it's not like Like we still have too much, like there's still things that would cause me or any of us to pause this and say, Mm -hmm. Hey, listen, I don't want to get into a whole thing. We got a job to do, but don't talk to me like that. You know what I mean? Like we've done that. Yeah, we've done that. (laughs) We can fight about it. We can fight about it. Like, and you just say, it's like being in a public place and being in an argument with your significant other. You just say, Hey, when we get home, we can bark on each other like two rabid dogs. But
2: we're in a public I'm in mean, the tofu right? section. Leave me alone. Yeah, precisely. We're, we're, in, a, we're in a public place right now. I'm just trying, to, trying to get nachos, right? and you're ruining this for me.
1: Yes. And that's how it reads. It reads like people that didn't hit the pause button to go, hey, man, just look. I, it seems like maybe we got something to talk about off air, but like, let's just be professionals right now.
2: You know? Have they said what the beef's about? So uh, well, you're not wrong.
1: Okay, this is where it gets gossipy. Sorry, everybody that's not interested in this. I hope that we deliver a story well enough that it's of some interest. Uh, Rory, I'm not going to say what he was doing on his extracurricular time, but he was quote-unquote exposed by DJ Academics Um, because DJ Academics says that Rory came to his house uh, and left a threatening letter. <clears throat> but oh. as you might imagine, DJ Academics has at least a ring... Ring monitor on his fucking doorbell. So,
2: so, so I would imagine that dude gets into enough shit, he's got something to protect him.
1: Yes. And so he saw him on, according to him, saw him on camera leaving this threatening message. With but, which by the way, everybody, everybody on this podcast and in the sound of my voice has been stupid. It's possible to be stupid, to get so mad that you behave stupidly, that you make threats to people that you,
2: he's a young uh, kid. I mean, younger.
1: Yeah, younger. still still in the 20s yeah still in still in the act like a like an idiot phase you know
2: but and he's also trying to show off
1: sure and and be he just got money for the first time he's just behaving like a little gangster whatever but he does that and 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 dj academics takes real exception to it and then proceeds to ruin rory's engagement to his fiance
2: Um, how so give us more juice than this man wow Um, he makes now Bob. Do you know DJ Academics? I know, I know know, of. So he's like this, like kind of softer than baby shit, chubby dude that used to do a show with Joe Budden. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. On 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 YouTube, that was a huge. That was like a huge thing. This dude, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And he's like a like a Twitch guy. Like he's cried on Twitch, and like he's gotten punked by like legit dudes. Yes. Yeah, the first YouTube
3: video yeah, 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 hit of his is uh, "Why Doesn't Hip Hop Respect DJ Academics?"
2: Yeah, it's like him well, and Adam Twenty Two, like kind of by Freddie, Freddie, Freddie Gibbs, Freddie right? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, right, and Freddie Gibbs is from fucking Gary, Indiana. He's no joke. <laughs> He's gonna beat the shit out of academics.
1: So, oh yeah, I mean, academics rides a very strange line. He's uh, like
2: a video game guy that happens to like have pull in hip hop. That's what it seems like to me.
1: You know what? Uh, Tom, here's the thing, and we've seen this with uh, w- with uh, DJ Academics' good friend. I don't know why I keep saying his full fucking name, so this is what like his government name is. DJ. Okay, so academics uh, is is. <laughs> well, friend, I don't
2: know. I need to know what his job is before I. Can... <laughs> yeah.
1: Every time I say his name,
2: <laughs> it's like so, he's silver. He's silversmith. Okay, got it.
1: <laughs> so He's uh, he's, he's, he's tight with Takashi, and and last night Tek- yeah, uh, There you go. Last night, Eric and I were watching a Takashi video, and Eric said damn, this dude's going to get killed. And I said, you know what? I bet he did the math. And he said, I could either be, I could work at a bodega and really, really have like a fairly unlit life and die at 63. Or I could be in this music video with all these girls and die from a gunshot wound at 38. Eh. You know what I mean? Eh, I'll do it. Yeah. And
2: I think there's too many people watching that dude, too.
1: That's true. But I think DJ Academics is in this. God damn it. I think Academics is in the same.
2: <laughs> it, in and the MC Takachi69. <laughs> I think,
1: uh, yeah, I think he's in the same space where <laughs> old
2: white guys discussing <laughs> rap music.
1: Yeah, for sure. But I think he's in the same space where he did the math and he goes, you know what? I'm soft as they come and this is going to catch up. But I, this is my opportunity to make a few mil, and if I make it out under the wire, it's like it's like a gangster mentality. Most gangsters that I know uh, do not think that they're going the distance. Do you know what I mean?
2: <laughs> but they're just right. like. But I think the academics thing is like he doesn't. Um, like people kind of take pity on him. Yeah, they do in a way. In a way that, like, no, like if someone gets a like a fair, clean shot at six nine. They're not gonna hesitate. But like they're like, ah, oh, leave Ack alone. He's like this like fucking fat loser in the basement. Like that's what he, I mean, that's the vibe I get from people that are like Joe Budden could had wanted to fight the guy. He could just fucking beat the shit out of him. Instead, they're like, just fuck this dude. Like leave him alone. Like he's not even worth the time. Like, you know. Right. They ignore him.
1: That's 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 true. And, and it's like seen as gauche to like be the young yeah, dude. Yeah, if
2: they're picking on somebody, come on, man. Like, yeah, how tough are you if you're picking on this guy? So right.
1: So, this is so I'll bind this up real quick. Uh, he's threatening. He, when he sees that Roy came to his house, he's like, Oh, he's like, I'm he, Ack. Also, gets now he's my friend. I just call him Ack. Now, Ak, now, Ack, <laughs> a- uh,
2: gets pretty anyone has Adderall street. that they can spare for Pat,
1: Ack, <laughs> like, uh, he, he, he's, he's like, go have a conversation with your fiance tonight because another goddamn thing out of you. And I'm going, uh, she's going to walk out the goddamn door. No questions asked. Don't make me do it. And then he's drinking more, drinking more. And then he lets it all oh, out, no. w- oh, which no. is basically, uh, this guy's mistress isn't, isn't the most faithful mistresses and was over at Axe house. And, uh, it, it, uh, that's the, that's what academics alleges. Uh, and it looks like Rory's relationship is falling apart. Okay. Nobody's business more, t- but that might put a stress on things. But what seems yeah. clear is that, uh, uh, Rory is not happy with his workplace environment. And there is some discrepancy about where the Patreon money is going. It seems right.
2: Mm. Cause
1: they just start, they just launched a Patreon.
2: <laughs> right. And they're and- off Spotify. pop. Oh wow! Yeah. They left that big Spotify deal, so that's they're back on like on their regular own thing. podcast wow. things. Yeah, interesting. Yeah.
3: Okay,
1: and then big move, hmm. big move, and they can make it work, but everybody has to, you know, teamwork ma- makes the dream work. You know, so yeah. Then they've got then they've got to uh, Maul, who was Joe's friend, not Rory's friend, uh, takes Rory's side and in solidarity. Neither of them were on the show this week, so.
2: Whoa, that's big.
1: It's big, Tom, and we just spent 16 minutes explaining it to our audience.
3: I, but, I think we we owe the audience straight hardcore from here out.
1: Yeah, probably.
3: Sure. Okay. Let's let's that's fucking big. dive wow. in. That's crazy. Okay. Shout out to everybody who stuck with us, guys. Today <laughs> we are doing hardcore questions. Uh, we're just we going to talk drama about hardcore that we can
2: talk about, like, with this, like. So, how Hardcore can we equivalent? How, what's the equivalent of this? Like, you know, damn, man, I don't know. I, like, some, I, something happens. Yo, you know what? The I call is? Australia. <laughs> oh, shit. You know, but I'm like, yeah, well, your boy, like, your boy's not doing anything. Your boy eats nachos and sits home on, like, on Twitch all day. <laughs> but if you actually did stuff. And then, like, Bob's like, yeah, you know what? That was kind of foul. He leaves. And then one next week, I show up on the podcast and it's me and, like, who? Nobody. Me and Eric. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there you you
1: go. and Eric Wilson.
2: Because I don't know. I mean, was what that strike, what's the there's other there's guy? An extra grind strike. Oh man. It, what's it, the other just, dude that's on there? The, the, the white Parks. guy that doesn't show his face. Parks. Parks. So yeah. Uh,
1: it, it, here's the podcast. Uh, Bob steps out in solidarity with me. Uh, we have to re- yeah. renegotiate the the, uh, the terms of our contracts together. And in the meantime, oh, to keep the energy and the mo- momentum going you do podcasts with Eric Wilson doing his Paul bearer impression the entire time.
3: Oh my God. Um, Uh, I should,
1: I should just mention he walks around the house multiple times a week going, uh, squatters rights. I'll give you a right, a left and a bunk on the head. And, and, uh, he's just, he does the Paul bearer dialogue. So (laughs) that's the house that I'm in.
3: You can take the boy out of Queens. Um, all right, yo. To, uh, trying to some, see how many
2: Patreons Joe Budden has.
3: I bet a lot. Oh, yeah. uh, we'll, Tom. Good point. We'll we'll tape that in at the beginning. Um, yo Okay. We're we're just talking about hardcore today, guys. Do uh, it. The, the, the questions we're, we're doing questions about hardcore of the variety that are fun and not too heavy, but uh, but cool. What do you want? Do you want? Um, let me give you a direct one. Who's the best hardcore band from Michigan, not named Negative Approach? Oh. I know. Tough question, right? You know what? They make I mean, it easy.
1: I put it I put out their record, I'm saying detain.
2: Oh, okay. I'm, I'm gonna say in terms of it, yeah, fuck. I know. And can I pick two? Like the yeah. one that I like best? Ask and the one yeah, that has favorite the most and then
3: maybe best. Sure,
2: sure. Or or most right. impactful. Yeah, yeah. Most impactful, cold as life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My favorite, which is I mean, I think people are gonna shit on me and maybe somebody people on this podcast.
1: Walls of Jericho. Yes. I knew it. <laughs> yo. Those Tom, first two been, records are
2: really good, man.
1: Tom, I've been threatening. I've been threatening that I will listen to them because you have said this multiple times. I and mean, I never live up to it. I'll make
2: promise. you like a mix. It'll be like yeah. six
3: songs, but they're really good. That's Shout fine. out to, to them being people referring to them as Woj. That's cool. Yeah. That That's, you cool. Know, That's cool. I was going to say Jihad. I like Jihad a lot. Uh, uh,
0: I like the that Meat split. Men.
3: The Meat Men have... Two and a half good records and then a lot of bad. Um, sure. Freedom deserves a mention. Really yes, freedom. Oh, never in the Game. Never in the Game. Never in a Game. Oh, never game. Yep, absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. True Love has uh, been going at it. They're not my pick, but they like. I think there's a lot of people listening who might make them their pick. Uh, Jailbreak.
2: Earth Mover.
1: No, that's nobody's favorite. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, Earth Mover's got there one, are one people's little, favorite. One
3: really great uh, song. What was the other band? Uh, Varsity? probably no one's favorite i think it's we're starting that's i'm, I'm thinking of michigan bands i know <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> um oh razzle dazzle um
2: uh, they have a cool which I, was, I thought was real deal forever because rzl dzl yeah yeah stupid mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's me um, what about like laughing hyenas are we still considering them hardcore they, We're they, close, they, they, man. I don't think they. I don't think they'd call themselves hardcore.
3: So we don't. No, they're
2: to. pretty fucking dirty.
3: They're dirty. I mean, if you haven't picked up a laughing Aynio's record, like you at least like yo. Negative approach is so good. Whatever the band John Brandon did after could be him dragging his balls across glass. We should all pay the respect and go. All right, I'll check it out. Let me let me see what Even this if is it's about. Fifty
2: percent is good. It's still good.
3: Yeah, yeah. Sh- sh- easy and action hyenas. and laughing hyenas. Yeah, I think I I probably I might go easy action over laughing hyenas, but both Hold are good. Um, all right, who's up? G-
2: hit, hit us with a hard. I did hard. a I I did a this or that kind of deal. Perfect. Love it. Is that cool? I've got a bunch like that. A couple twisters too. So yeah, go for it. <laughs> all right. So here here's one for you guys. Worst nineties trend Ooh, beads. Okay. Or picture discs, picture discs. I was all in on beads.
3: Were you? Were you like the, getting the Krishna beads? Ha- had or had like, them. Uh, didn't have a ton because it was late. Like yo, I was late to the game. It's like 99. 99, They were fading, but uh, had them and uh, would have would have them more. But definitely got got uh, goofed I mean,
2: on. There were dudes out there that were like full on Mister T with tilasi beads.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, I had I had one one and it was kind of, it wasn't, it wasn't a choker, but it was, it was tighter style. You know what I mean? It was, it was stylish. I thought so. I, I mean, yo, I, I think they're still cool now. So whatever. Uh, But, but picture yeah, what got too crazy.
1: <laughs> Firstly, let me, uh, terrible. let me, let me give a shout out to a uh, Michigan band, Constantine's, uh, Sakathi, right? I say? Yeah, like uh, and, and I'm going to smiles. yes, uh, uh I'm going to say, I almost bought beads the other day. Because
2: so your neck is getting brolic, so you want to show off your neck gains? Yeah,
1: you know, let me just say, I know we're trying to keep this hardcore, but somebody just yelled at me on the street for not wearing a mask, and I was like, I don't look mean enough. It's time for me to fucking hit that gym harder.
2: So, I mean, uh, you got neck tattoos, and you look like you might be on something, so I feel like... That should be enough.
1: I mean this this lady was aggressive. I'm sure she says it to everybody. Uh, Yo, I think you've
3: been a little too fashionable recently. Like you've been wearing some nicer, like is it a windbreaker or something? What are you wearing?
1: Yo, let's talk about that.
3: Because uh, like I think you might be coming off too presentable.
1: Let's talk about that for a second. That is a New Balance jacket. Okay, I bought nice.
3: it. Looks nice for people that for
1: very people right wing. For people, that, yeah, for me, exactly, it's it's because uh, when I heard uh, New Balance was the uh, preferred outfit, outfiter of the uh, alt right, I rushed out. So right on. Do you remember? Do you guys get these emails from New Balance pretending to not be New Balance?
3: yes, I think I know what you're talking about. Yes. So there's
1: Joe's new balance resellers, <laughs> which is just new balance. It's, yes. It, it's, it's them f-
3: trying to break into the reseller market.
1: It's like them faking that they're like, Oh, Hey everybody. The, this isn't just product that is in our warehouse. It, it's trying to be like a it's, discount it's
3: sneakers side. app for, for, for fucking 40 uh, plus year old dads.
1: Right. So and
2: nurses. Yeah. Yes.
1: Nurses. So at any rate, uh, they have a sale eh, maybe once every three months where everything is knocked down like 30, sometimes 60% off. So I buy these ridiculous jackets during that time. And, (laughs) and this one, I almost bought one with gold, with gold armpits the other day. It was not my size, but I was so disappointed. (laughs) It, It was like the most ridiculous thing you ever saw. Anyway, uh, this jacket I think looks fucking stupid. Mm hmm. And everybody compliments me, so I keep wearing it.
3: It looks good. It's a good looking jacket on you.
1: It's you funny hell, it. Bob. I think it, like I was walking with Eric the other day, and he's like, "Jacket looks sort of stupid." And I was like, "Yeah, I keep thinking that," but people keep telling me that it's hot. And th- and he's like,
2: "So yeah. get, go against your better judgment at all times." And yeah, I that's, think you'll what, be that's okay. what I learned. That's true. Well, you
3: know, I, I, Tom, in my top five axe to grind regrets, you want to hear it? Sure. Remember when Patrick sent us excitedly the American Apparel sale? And we sort yes. of clowned on him about it. I feel bad about it. because <laughs> That, that was the, maybe one of the most pure, weird excitement things I've ever seen from the dude. He was just like unapologetically like, hey, guys, check out this cool sale.
1: Yo, uh, guys.
3: Right. You can buy shirts in 19 Shades of Olive.
1: You, know, you should feel bad because you missed out on a great value.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Tom, where are you at? Picture discs or beads? Um, I'm going to go – as someone who's who's part of, of both trends in, in bad ways, um, I'm going to go picture discs. I when My first thought when I wrote this was like I was going to go like worst record trend 10 yeah. inches or picture discs. Yeah. But I think we did that once before. But I feel like um, I bought picture discs in the 90s and I still own some. Sure. And I put out some and I, I'm yeah. embarrassed like – I think if I could go back, I would also I would ask labels whether it be Lost and Found or or, or uh, Good Life, whoever put out mm-hmm. stuff, put them in a fucking in a sleeve. Yeah, yo, and not a plastic clear sleeve. Put them like like it's an actual record. Yo. Treat it like it is. Totally. Yo,
3: I want to say this. There's been a couple records that have come out. There was a Japanese hardcore record that came out like this. There was a picture disc that came in a full sleeve. It was one of the sickest packaging things I've ever seen. It was so fucking cool, and it I seems completely over the top. Cut. Yo, yeah. yo, it was so cool because it was just bang and over the top, but like also just like holy shit, you didn't cut the corners because it feels like the picture disc. Yo, and I've done a couple things with records I regret having done, uh, as far as sleeves and this and that and the other. But like picture disc feels like, eh. Didn't want to do a jacket. I'll do this. I saved. 18
2: cents per record by doing right and thing. it's not worth yeah, it i just don't never got it Yeah, i don't do no. it. no and i thank you our sponsor closed casket activities for making one of those picture discs that i was involved in obsolete yeah true good call good by call. putting out the indecision record again and ma- putting it in real, an actual real jacket and everything Yo. yeah
1: I, I'm just going to say, nobody wants my opinion on this because I don't even. I own one record now. Shout out.
2: I don't like Hogwarts.
1: <laughs> shout out to uh, uh, NMZ. Dave from Harvest. Uh, I Dave but I own Harvest. one record. So no, n- nobody wants to. Uh, that record's it, beautiful. It is really good. It's a very well packaged record. But no nobody wants my opinion on this. I like Picture Disc. I don't understand a goddamn. Like, what the fuck is the problem? I, I hear from dudes like Jeremy Baum, like, oh, they play terrible and this and the other thing. I didn't even know you could play them. I, I just thought they were <laughs> Yo, they Well, they are, but I mean, that's are. the
3: problem, is that, um, one, you can't achieve as cool a layout. Like, there's never been a picture disc that is as cool of a layout as an LP. No. I just don't think it's happened. Two, because of the nature of them, often, and especially from that era, from the 90s, usually it was like, cool, cool, one side will be the cover of the CD, but it's cut off in a circle. And then the B side has to somehow have the track listing and then maybe some credits and other stuff, but we'll just kind of jumble everything on there.
2: It never looked clear or crisp. I mean, like there was one and you didn't have an option. Like if you want it on vinyl, it's like, here you go. Like I bought an integrity one way back when I think it was lost and found. Yeah. It was like hooked lung breath c-word something yeah, sure, see, sure. See,
1: i was wondering if you're gonna say c-word or not
2: <laughs> there you go see you next tuesday um but i think it was like a bootleg but it was a, a bootleg picture disc and like at the, like at the drive-in had had one like a split with what it was just like yo no ignite, fucking
3: terrible ideas ignite had the the and maybe even battery did the the ultimate sin uh picture disc 10 inch Oh,
2: where are you putting that in the garbage? That's where you That's put right. it.
3: But yo, I, I will cop to it. There are ten inches, or there are ten inches. I love. There are picture discs that I think are okay, but really, we can do better. Uh, records should have jackets. Just let's
2: keep. Yeah, it going. I mean, I like the records. I like a ten-inch record. I mean, the yeah. records that are ten inch are great, but like, I just don't like. And it's like the format's tough. Just, you know?
3: you, you, nobody's got a ten-inch record box. You know, yeah, you just get lost yeah. in there. All right, Patrick, you're up. Hardcore question.
1: Hardcore question. Let's see. <clears throat> hardcore question. Three, three songs that clean vocals worked in a hardcore song.
3: Oh, Jesus.
2: I didn't think it was going to be this difficult.
3: <laughs> That's a tough one. All right. Uh, you, ig- Ignite. You, uh, Acoustic. I knew you were going to say Ignite. <laughs> um, let me think. Clean vocals. The News by Shelter. Oh, yo, yeah. Is that, Shelter, I mean, those clean are clean vocals. He's got some clean I mean, vocal most- parts.
2: I don't want to hear your news. I want the
3: news on me. That E. <laughs> um, that E. Oh, so beautiful. Clean vocals. All right. Kickstart us off here, Patrick. Give us one.
1: I can't.
2: <laughs> a- Viola. Uh, it, by VOD on the record that we reviewed. Okay. I,
1: I, yeah, smoke
2: I, I, gets in your eyes. Uh, um, uh, can we give
1: half credit? That's half credit. I mean, give me, you know, it's a oh, long song. What are you so doing? So almost, are,
3: you giving, are you giving credit to Shelter? Are you saying that's not clean enough for you?
1: That's t- no, no, no. Listen, Shelter's tough because that's like, saying, that's like being like seaweed. It's not yeah. exactly like, yes, it's hardcore. That's what but, it is. But is it?
3: It's also a weird thing. But is
2: it really? Is it hardcore? <laughs> is <laughs> just, it? I don't know. just
3: wrapped up Axe to Grind in one note there. Jesus. Um, let me think real quick.
2: Uh, oh, I got one. Go. Yeah. What about um, In Hope by Boy Sets Fire?
1: I've mm.
3: is yelling. I love Moisa's that first Voice that's fire record, definitely man. has some clean vocal parts on songs and that, that I'm that that vacillate. Some songs that I'm like, oh, I like I like or liked this, and then some songs that I'm like, I am pretty offended by this. Yeah, right. Um, but the day the sun went out, that record's yeah. pretty ace from beginning to end. I need to. Last time I sat with it it didn't age as well as I had hoped but there's still like it sounds like a terrible 90s record. Yeah, but, but there's still like that's that's a record that I think is low key. Like 90s low key was so big and doesn't get the doesn't get the name check that it deserves True. for how big it was in the 90s, you know? Big fact. No. Um how about uh Graha by 7 Seconds?
1: Okay pretty clean good song and it, it i will say that it has closer to like the kind of clean vocals that i'm talking about versus yeah, all of 7 seconds career which i would say has relatively clean vocals for a hardcore vocalist sure
3: right but it, it's it's getting closer the production if you if that record if you just took those players in a time machine to 2004 and have them record it that might be a really that the cleanness of those that vocal track would be a lot
2: lot higher you know what about big rift by caven
1: oh uh, i mean that definitely works i'm that definitely works
3: so so i think the exercise is right <laughs> it's it's a it's a yeah. this is a struggle this is a, a struggle yes.
1: it, it, so here's what's interesting it's a struggle And yet some of the least ambitious people I've ever met in my life continue to throw themselves against the rock of this problem, trying to make it work. Knock it off.
3: (laughs) Wow. Okay. Uh, Let me get back to hardcore questions here. Gran- Grandpa Kindlin on the porch over there. Jeez, not it off! Get off my lawn. Well, listen. We just have Frank back. At least he had like a positive, uplifting attitude. Uh, okay, okay,
1: shit. okay. Let me talking uh,
3: about Carmelo. Yeah, nah, Jesus. listen.
1: Uh, I, uh, let me say this.
3: Does your dad feel the same way about clean vocals or
1: what? Shit. Let me say, I'm being unnecessarily nasty because I checked out a band that's in that uncanny valley hardcore sort of world. Oh, and I thought it was totally capable hardcore of the type that doesn't really interest me necessarily but totally capable. And then they kick into these fucking choruses that I thought like were so incongruent that I, I wondered if if maybe something skipped if if the- is Spotify fucked up? You know what I mean? I was like what I- what is this shit?
2: And No, yo, if you beef with the data remember, just say it to them. No, yo, listen, yo- I you know I'm like down. Pat's like, nah, man, we're cool, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know,
1: actually, check <laughs> it out. Drug charge, bro. Check it out. Yeah,
3: ADTR. <laughs> we we good. We good. Um, yo, let me let me tell you about a really dark place that I stumbled into on my discover page, and it was like, yeah, I'm. I think I'm done on social media. I think I'm it's out. Like the dark
2: web. This is the yeah.
3: darkest. So it's the TikTok videos of people singing along to different stuff. A lot of times I'll get the like doing whatever the new trend is, doing the trend dance, whatever, and that's fine. Yeah. Somehow, and I think it's because of hardcore, so I'm blaming hardcore for this. That has intersected with people doing those kind of trend sing along things to the like clean vocal pop punk shit and clean vocal, like, I don't, not metal core, but like, warped tour music so it's like i'm not gonna name names but bands that like clearly someone in this chat has maybe toured with or will tour with and i can't believe it it's the darkest fucking shit dude it is so dark seeing people i I mean mean, i only
2: toured with silent majority so i don't (laughs) really
3: know no it wasn't no Uh, one was singing along to silent majority but like in one way I was like yo this is cool like I wonder maybe this is a way for people to discover bands but then I was like oh no fuck this is so bad too
1: See I'm not I'm not actually mad at like if if TikTok is what turns people onto some shit I'm I'm fine with that but I I'm and I should also be clear these I am talking about bands that I'm going to have to tour with and I I'm sure I will like these human beings as human beings Of course I'm just I get so bummed when I hear like a hardcore song that's got like uh, like some real push, and I'm like, okay, did not my uh, like you know what it would be like if uh, if Incendiary just had unnecessary choruses? Like, Incendiary is a good band it's thrown in, right? For it, sure, they're, they're, they are a band that keeps the energy up in in a style where it is possible, as we know from some of the some of their influences probably like in the 90s some of those bands really fucking dragged and yeah and
2: it's, it's end doesn't
1: they don't and mm-hmm. i think that that's like probably the biggest compliment that anybody could pay them because it's fucking awesome that they can do that but some of these uncanny valley bands are in that same lane of like oh this is this is like energy up this is like stage dive music i'm with this you know what i mean like okay it's not for me that's cool But then the choruses, man! These fucking choruses drive me crazy. The singer
2: needs the singer needs to do a solo. It's like when like like the drum solo at a big rock concert, or like when the when the you know you go to see Van Halen and and Sammy Hagar pulls out the acoustic while the rest of the band goes off stage for a while.
1: Yeah, I don't need that. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bring I'm gonna nobody asking for that. I'm going to loop us back to this as though uh, I'm doing like a, a really capable stand-up uh, by doing a callback in a later question. But let's keep it cool.
2: Mm. Love it. Uh, cool. I, I hope it's another confusing question. That you, what, name yeah. three yeah. drum beats. You, you've been you've been noted
3: recently for doing some real confusing shit. So you're staying on brand. All right. Um. Am I next? No, I'm next. Or are you next? Yeah. Okay. Um, sorry. This one's more directed at Tom, but I want both of you to answer. Breakdown Plus Minus or Killing Time The Method
1: Breakdown Plus Minus
2: I'm gonna go I'm gonna go The Method man Mm. That Method record is fucking good and people sleep on it Plus Minus is good it's not blacklisted I really like Plus Minus I love it I do too Yeah, I, I like all of the breakdown stuff until that last record War Hymns uh, or yeah, the it, one that has, like, it kind of looks like the striking distance record on the cover. Yep. So let me
3: read you tra- track um, me a track list here. Uh, Image track list. Plus minus. Megalomaniac. Pretty decent opener. Devil's Advocate. Eh. Scapegoat. Pretty good. Unkind. Anti. Breakdown. March of the White Trash. Exposed. Distant. Dismissed. Bad Brains cover. Regulator. Cheese. Street Fight. Home of Chuckle Willy. And plus minus. Um, That's some cheese. Yeah, it's cheating, but but still, you know, good versions, it's good. good versions too. love the sound on this record. Um, the method is good. Actually, a, a Tom, you've been
2: a good champion for it, but I thought it was a worthwhile question for you. I didn't know where you. That's very yeah. tough. That is and very I, tough. I think the method is better. I think it's super hard and it's funny. Like if you hear it, I, I watched um Ali was on uh, Isaac and Jay's podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, you know, he's like, I don't really like I don't really like Brightside. He's like, I'm kind of disappointed in it. I don't really like how it sounds. He's like, I love the method. He's like, no one else does.
1: <laughs> that's, wow. a, yo, that's And, it, and every, you know what?
2: Even when it came out, people weren't stoked on it.
1: That's how every musician. And it hasn't music. grown. What do you say, Pat? That's how every musician is. It's always like everybody's sitting. Yeah, out. but
2: this is not the most recent thing. It was 25. He said, <laughs> and this makes a lot of sense, that, um, yeah, it's not like this is my most re- the newest thing is the heaviest greatest thing I've ever done. This was twenty five years ago, but that between yeah, Brightside and yeah. yeah, the method there was that EP called Happy Hour, which yep. is where they went completely off the fucking rails. Is that whole lot of nothing, right?
3: Yes, whole lot of nothing.
2: It's fucking un- and he's like and he even him he's like I'm fucking bad like that's so bad. But he said like the method if if the if if Happy Hour didn't exist and it went like bright side and, like, five or six years later, The Method, people would have been fucking way into it, but that, like, happy hour broke their back. I I don't know.
3: I mean, far be it from me to disagree, but I disagree. Um, I think it suffers. I think it suffers in the way we talk about a lot of these records, where there's a few things. The time between the two records hurts. Right? And they had broken up, though. And they had broken up, so there's this long and also just... In the way that wasn't attached to them, hardcore had changed a lot. And so there were different expectations and things had moved along and things were different. To Brightside, whatever he says, whatever communality says, totally cool, respect, respect, respect. That is a fucking classic record. I mean, you're not going to beat that, man. It's so hard to follow up on the classic. We, We talk, you know, like I think all three of us talk about just look around. That is a, good serviceable record has some really good songs, but it ain't blood, sweat, no tears. Best man, wishes is say, a very correct. good record, but it ain't right. age of Quarrel. <laughs> you
2: know? Yeah. Imagine best wishes without age of Quarrel. You'd be like, yo, that would be the record
3: we talked about. Like age of Quarrel. I'd be like, yo, fucking New York heavy metal rocks. Like, yo, this is a <laughs> really good record. Um, it's like croons. Yo, uh, it's, it's really tough. The good record after the classic record, like it almost it almost deserves respect. Uh, yo, on a more modern-ish and totally different lane, it's made me really dive into the, the Tragedy third and fourth LPs more because they're not the first two are... The first two Tragedy LPs and the seven-inch between them are pretty crazy because it's almost escalating. I think right. the first Tragedy LPs, they're best but Vengeance might oh. just be better, period. It's They yeah. somehow upped the everything and did it, and the EP in between might arguably be the most bang-for-buck value material that they put together. They continued as a band and did really good work. It just didn't hit that threshold, and it's like, as you go through... That's not fair. No, it's, it sucks, because it's like, compared to almost anything else, this would be seen as... Really high level work. It's just they set their own personal bar, almost do unattainable high.
2: Are, are you almost better off shitting the bed on the second record and then putting out a banger a third record? Uh, <sighs> Tom, I'll let you know. <laughs>
3: no, it's it's a good
2: question, right? It's like, do
3: you take like let's twist it a little bit? Are you better off taking bigger swings, bigger risks on the second record? and failing and then coming back to center and delivering something really good on the third if you think the first was so good yeah no i think i think it's tough i think i think you creatively like i mean it turns out is a really interesting case right because i think there yeah. are there's a whole generation of people who go yo it's nonstop feeling man that's the record
1: yeah i'm one but
3: but tom there's a a whole lot of other people who go no man time and space is the record yeah absolutely Right. So that's oh. that's the interesting part is that I think I think you have to be able to both it's thread in the needle. It's a man, uh love of music is a, a heavy thing. Um I think the fiddlehead record is going to be an interesting one here. You have to nail what you did before but do it in uh, do it with such a twist that people aren't tired of it and don't feel like you're just going through the motions or just trying to replicate exactly what you did last time. Cause you're always going to get somebody who's more familiar, has more personal resonance, has more sentiment for the thing that came first. Right. So,
1: well, tough a, a, fight. a good strategy is to put out an absolute classic so that people don't remember that you put out happy hour because I just had to look up the album art. Cause I f- totally forgot this record existed.
2: So that if, happy hour did or happy hour did. So, Oh, they've done their best to make sure that it was forgotten.
1: Because if you if you have a bright side, then I guess you I guess Happy Hour just eventually falls off of Patrick's radar. <laughs> so,
2: although and I think it was added to one of the reissues for some reason, I, feel I think like it's it on might the be victory. On the victory.
3: I think it's on the victory reissue of Brightside. Because I know I believe like, so. I know a whole lot of nothing very well for a song that maybe I think is funner than it is good. Is that yeah.
2: fine yeah. to say? <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's fair.
3: <laughs> All right, so uh, so PK, you're taking breakdown plus minus with me. Um, your your affinity for the later breakdown material is is kind and it's nice. We 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 appreciate it around here. Um,
2: Tom, you're up. All right, I I formulated my questions differently from the, you guys, but maybe that makes it more interesting. Yeah, it sure does. Better mosh part. Mm. Banned in D.C. or World Peace? Oh, shit.
1: I'm going to say Banned in D.C. It's
2: tough, man.
3: World Peace is really good. Banned in D.C. is the formula.
2: Yeah, World Peace doesn't exist without that Banned in D.C. mosh part.
1: But But did they improve it? That's the question.
2: They may have. I say they
3: did.
1: Yeah, maybe. I'm still going with Bandit DC, but I understand the rationale.
3: Okay. I think I'm going to go World Peace, but it's really close.
2: I feel like this should be a Twitter poll after this record comes out. I, I'm curious. Episode, to see let's do it. Think. Okay,
3: that's, that's good. Because I think also um, there's a couple Bad Brains mosh parts that I'll take over any chromags mosh. Like
2: Super Touch? Yeah the song Jesus there's just that was the that's the that's the beginning of Moshcore yeah (laughs) I mean it's fucking
3: Um,
1: I think Reignition is is Moshcore uh,
3: yo I mean what they do with the rhythms like like it it makes me think of during the Walter interview when when it's like Ian's like why do you guys got to slow down I wanted it to be like, yeah, man. Have you listened to the Bad Brains? Like, listen, what they do, how they slow their songs down. Uh, oh, if you ever are, if you're writing a record and you feel like your shit's too same tempo, put on the Roar tape or put on Rock for Light and listen to how they do tempos. Holy shit, it's fucking incredible. Uh, that said, uh, World Peace um, is going to take it for me today, right. right now at nine nineteen Eastern time. Patrick, what do you got?
1: Can you slash have you, I guess have you slash can you, ever entered a listening of a re-recorded song without great trepidation and anxiety?
3: No. It's really tough. Wait, if I'm unfamiliar with the... Yo, no, you know what? Tom Tom is, jo- jo- is uh, jogging my memory. Um, do covers count?
1: No, I'm talking about a band re recording their own song.
3: And you're familiar with the original already? Yes. Yeah. No, I haven't.
2: Tom, you're saying I yes? Can say I have. Yeah. What do you got? Because, and here's the one Pat's going to, pro- Pat may actually agree with me after this. The What is it called? Uh, um, the Sick of It All yeah, record. you
1: are going to say the Sick of It All record. Here's the deal.
2: I didn't say- They become such better players. I, right. I, 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 I'm not talking about- Better the, vocals. I'm not
1: talking about the outcome, though, Tom. I'm talking about did you wince when you hit play?
2: No, because I figured it'd be like, you know, I love, you know, say fucking, you know, I love a song of Just Look Around, but like, I know how they play it now as compared how they re- recorded it in 1992. Like, I like how they play it now. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like I kind of went into it knowing, hearing these songs live for the last X amount of years after the records come have come out and what they sound like. And
1: listen, I, I the I reason
2: why they're the biggest, you know, they're the best live hardcore band.
1: I think that Sick of It All record is proof that it can be done. I just today this I listened to the re-recording of uh, Smash or Be Smashed, the Earth Crisis song,
3: right? Yeah, studio recording just came out,
1: right? Yeah, and I, and I hit. I hit play with like, with nerves, as though I was as though I was going to reach underneath my deck
3: that I don't have. Like you're to, clipping the green wire.
1: To cli- yeah, yeah, I was clipping the gl- green wire exactly right. And uh, I thought you
2: were gonna say you reach under a desk and it was gum under there.
1: No, like reaching under the, a, a like a deck at your house and you're like somebody's like. Something smells under there yeah. like
3: could yeah. you, is it is it a rat is it a squirrel right. is it my sandwich yeah am I gonna
1: yeah am I gonna put yeah. am I gonna put my hand in something that's been decaying for three weeks like is there something gonna bite me or yeah. or you, you know what another comparison you could say flash Gordon or you could say dune where mm. where uh, the the litany against fear uh where you put your hand in the box you know and yes. it, and it's all you know is that it's gonna hurt. Like that's how I felt. So so yeah, actually, <laughs> listening to Earth the new Earth Crisis recording was the uh, litany against fear. Uh,
2: and so, what, how, what was the end result of that yeah. listening? Results.
1: Okay, so they obviously did it hurt. It didn't hurt. The coda is not nearly as good, and Carl makes vocal cadence decisions, and he's done this. Every time they've re-recorded something, I think he feels an obligation to update it or change it in some way, and I don't always think that's necessary. he'll make these cadence no. changes that just kind of rob like they work they're fine, mm-hmm. but they don't work as well as the original and I don't think that that's just in my head you know so sure sure he, he's he's making some cadence decisions that I don't vibe with, and <clears throat> the recording I like because it sounds largely like like, like compressed shit. And I think that that's kind of good. I think that that's cool for what this is. It's not supposed to be a huge record. It's just kind of like a fun, Hey, let's record that song that everybody's been wanting
2: in. Right. It's not a flexi that comes with a magazine.
1: <laughs> right. And <laughs> I,
2: I, uh, I literally, it comes with the desk decim- the, like the current decibel record of that magazine. Good for them. You buy that, you get the flexi.
1: Yeah. And which is totally cool to me, but I, uh, uh not the most environmental decision on Earth Crisis, but the, uh, I, uh, the, 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 Coda, which is one of the best parts of the song is just robbed of a little bit of what it is. And so I wasn't happy with that, but ultimately this is not a terrible re-recording at all. It didn't warrant me feeling the anxiety that I did. Uh, but every time I've seen a re-recorded song of any type, I go, God fucking damn, you're going to do this to me. And then, <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's how I felt going in.
3: Patrick, you might need to help me with a project. Um, sure, I'm thinking about buying a lot a lathe record press. Love it, cutting Love it. thing. My trepidation was part of my the reason I wanted. I mean, obviously, I want to do it so I can make cool shit. Uh, but I was thinking, I was like, yo, is there a way for me to make lathe discs out of recycled plastic?
1: Yes, there is. You can buy. Okay. Uh, you can do yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Of- I,
3: Okay, the the, oh. the recycled plastic thing you can build yourself.
1: No, you you can actually do it on laser discs.
3: Oh, on on that are dead stock. Yeah. Okay. See, what I wanted to do was be able to collect plastic. You know what I mean? To do direct action pl- plastic collection. I like that. It. So uh, you can help me with that research project. Okay. Let's see if it's possible. Um, all right, I, I, Tom, are there any other good examples of re-recording? Like, I feel like there's been a couple slapshot ones that I didn't think were embarrassing. Uh,
2: right, I mean, are we talking, like, from demo to LP? Like, right. Or are we some talking, like... No, I think classic That's, what, that's what's too, tough. Yeah, like, like
3: for example, I was thinking there's some Ignite songs from their first 7-inch that a when they did... Different singer, right? Different singer, and they re-record with Zoli that are still... They were better. They're probably better versions um, I like both, yeah. you know, but they're just different. Um, n- normally, there's that trepidation because it's uh, it's the um, it's the reflex, right? Like the the mouse touches the electrified muffin too many times, stops touching the
2: muffin, right?
1: Mm.
2: I mean, they should. <sighs> All right, the, the good old electrified muffin. <laughs> that's the new uh, self defense family record. The good old yeah. electrified muffin. Yeah, that's no, that, 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 that that's sounds, our. Yeah. Uh,
1: that's our Cobra Starship uh, uh, spinoff.
3: See, I was thinking that's where you <laughs> guys went full, like, Mo meets They Might Be Giants jam band. A jam fight. band, yeah. like, fucking 19 yeah. people on stage. The good you old know, you, Electrified Muffin you, LP, you, you, triple LP. I think you guys
1: you guys might both like what this next LP is going to be. Uh, Chris is just sending me songs that sound like the Rolling Stones and Tom Petty. <laughs> so...
3: I want get excited I want, yo I want singles I want bangers from self. get excited when you guys hit singles it's good alright
0: with the Lucky Land Slots you can get lucky just about anywhere
3: COC, Corrosion of Conformity. Yep. DRI. DRI. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Suicidal Tendencies. Goddamn. These are three bands that were grouped together for what should be obvious reasons, but I don't think they get talked about in hardcore 2021 very often. If you like mm, Power Trip, uh, Dead Heat, um, Enforced, uh thrash thrash punk or thrash metal drain yeah drain yeah. these bands should be uh something you go back to and really really check out large swaths of their catalog um but for this activity fuck mary kill coc
2: dri or suicidal all right i'm saying ah oh, this sucks um i'd fuck suicidal okay it's a while um, because they're good for a while but then they get really bad Many
3: bad post reunion records and even some of the later era records I can't hang with.
2: Right. So I don't know if like so yeah, After that, I would marry revolution to- things get, get rough, yeah. Yeah, I love up to that. Yep. Um I would marry COC because they age gracefully. Agree. And I think like you can like the earlier stuff and you can like the more like, you know, Pepper Keenan singing stuff. Yep. For sure. Completely different bands. Same name and Reed Mullen was the only things that thing that really tied it together. Yep. RIP Reed Mullen. Huh. And I would have to gun to my head wow. kill Dri. I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah. yeah. But if it I had to, dirty. it feels crazy. dirty to get rid of one of these three. Okay. Respect Patrick.
1: Yeah. Straight kill Dri with no compunction. Don't give a shit. Uh, wow.
2: You're missing out.
1: And then yeah, actually, mine falls it's exactly like Tom. Eh, ex- yeah, exactly like Tom's. Although I guess. I guess maybe, maybe fuck COC because I'd be most excited to fuck COC. So I don't really know how to parse this one. Well, if you I marry, guess, you'd you, want you, to, you'd you'd marry, want COC you to stick gonna, around.
3: Yeah. If you, if you marry, you're going to consummate with COC for a long time, you know? All
1: right. Let's go with that then.
3: Right. Okay. Yeah. I, I think.
1: I thought it might be a sexless marriage. I don't know.
3: Oh, fuck. Let's hope not. I think I'm going to go. Damn, DRI is getting a raw deal. I, I feel dirty even yeah. dissing them because, Patrick, I feel like there's a DRI record for you that you're missing.
1: It's possible, but I haven't heard it.
3: Yeah, I think Thresh it's. Thrash Zone? No, it's not Thrash Zone. It's. Um, Four of a Kind? Not Four of a Kind. The record before that. Uh, fuck. It's, it's crossover? Not Crossover. It is Dealing with It. It's. The earliest. Their most straightforward. It has It has a lot of fast. It's a lot of songs, but they also go to some really crazy places. Uh, songs like "Soup Kitchen," "Into Madman," "Into Stupid Stupid War," "Into Counterattack," "Into Couch Slouch," "Into God Is Broke." <laughs> uh, I don't know, I need society. Fuck. All right, I, I'm going. I'm going. Coc. Uh, Mary. Fuck suicidal because goddamn that first LP, so good and then. R.I.P. to D.R.I.
2: Damn it. Who's up? Is that me? You're up. All right, Pat. How's it sounding? All right.
1: Y- yes. You sound yeah, good. Yo,
2: quick, you. quick test. Du, 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 du. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. You guys. Yo, sound no, no echoing. Yeah. All right. okay. No prob- problem. Problem yeah, solved. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. <laughs> okay. Worst hardcore gene phase? Oh, wow. Janko or Diesel? Okay, I have my answer. Fuck. (laughs) Fuck.
3: Man, (laughs) I had an immediate answer, Tom, and the more I thought about it, the more I'm I'm confused. It's not that yeah, easy.
1: That's what I'm saying.
3: My gut instinct was to say diesel because I thought people were way too oh. up their ass about like expensive. Exactly.
2: Jeans. That was my thought. But yes, then but I started Jankos, thinking about Jenkos
1: look stupid.
3: Jankos look stupider, and people were kinda up their ass about Jenkos too.
1: Yeah, Jenkos were it's all not around. Not as there. bad though. Jenkos yeah. were embarrassing, but they were almost like kind of counterculture in a way. Whereas diesel is just kind of like when hardcore kids latch on, f- latch on to um, some like yeah. par- pardon the expression, like bougie normie nonsense and think it's fun, you know?
3: Agreed. So, and, and I was always on the, like I was wearing jeans, like fucking, you know, fucking what are they? Paint, the the uh, yeah. You've
1: been like a Wrangler guy for thirty years, no, right?
3: Oh no, Tough that's the old Navy. What's the old Navy? The painter jeans, the ones, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Those stupid things. Because I was like, you know, six two and a buck sixty, um, right? And they were cheap. They were and they cheap, fit. and they fit as good as they could. And I was, I didn't have any interest in Jenkos, and I was on the side of hardcore, where. If you're wearing those jeans, you're not cool because you should be wearing cargo shorts. But at the time, I was like, eh, cargo shorts aren't that hot. Um, no. But Jankos, that was for the corn creatures to me. And so yeah, I wasn't in I mean, on that yeah. either.
2: But they pre- kind of predated that. They did. In hardcore, they, they they did anyone that. remember? Did you guys have tough skins? Do you remember this or my age and myself? No, I don't know no, what I that is. I don't
1: remember tough skins.
2: There were k- jeans that I had as a kid that had reinforced knees. So you wouldn't tear your <laughs> – so I would literally like haul ass down the hallway and like make believe I was sliding the second base on my knees. That's – because you're like older, building – That like, seems great actually. It was yeah, I mean my father would be could just, just fucking stop, but like yes. you could they, they were impenetrable. You could not like tear your jeans if you like slipped on the sidewalk or whatever playing. And uh, and, and for but, all right, so, for confirmation, I'll, I've never owned a pair of Wranglers in my life because I think
3: they're probably they were just one level too far for me to really be like, yo, those I, I just couldn't do that.
1: Yeah, but yeah, but right, I have
3: two jokes. Leave I got two sure. Go, Plain I'm plain just jeans, so. faux show.
1: To listen, I just yeah. want to say, so, tough, tough Skins, I thought was a band when you first said it. Second, uh, they're still made. It could be. It's a Sears and Robux brand. Uh, uh,
2: uh, Sounds right. Brand. And Sears, man. the
1: Wikipedia tells me they're mentioned in the song Cool Kids from Screeching Weasel. Hmm.
2: That makes sense. My dad would probably get like a drill and a pair of pants for me. <laughs> I like yeah. that. That's a good look. I would show so, Wranglers, this, I don't know if I've ever told the story, but this whenever I hear Wranglers, this is what comes to mind, right? So, and this is just an aside, and this is a shout out to my boy Whitey, mm-hmm. Kevin White, which some of you guys know. Um, we did a tour, uh, Most Precious Blood, Blood for Blood, Sick of It All, right? Blood for Blood, every night, had like the same thing they would say, you know, yes, like, they had gimm- you know, their they intro. A, yes. <laughs> they kind of had like a gimmick. Yeah very well that they were great you know but like they were on that tour that we did with them was on Outlaw Anthems right yeah so like a week in Whitey goes I don't why would you call your record the Outlaw Wranglers And Because he heard it and it's like, these are the Outlaw Wranglers, you fuck. And he goes, why would you name your record the Outlaw Wranglers? I'm like, dude, it's the Outlaw Anthems. And he's like, oh, you had no idea that it was. So every time I hear Wrangler, I hear I hear Whitey doing his Boston accent of, these are the Outlaw Wranglers. Um, All I can
3: picture and is then, Favre wearing a Blood for Blood shirt, throwing a football in a field in Mississippi. Football, tossing yeah.
2: it around like yeah. with the give. Yeah. But to me, I feel like. Um Jenko seemed more inclusive in the nineties. I feel like when when you know the the diesel crew, mm. not that there was anything wrong with a lot of them, but I feel like that was the delineating line between like certain bands. Yeah. Yeah. Like when Alice Casey was like, what kind of a trusco band were you? Like, not really. Like we didn't wear like we were too fat for diesel jeans, if if we're being honest. Right. There was. <laughs> I feel like that was like the delineating line. Like the pretty dudes wore Diesel jeans.
1: Yes, that's a fact.
2: And the fucking ugly and proud hardcore kids wore fucking whatever.
1: Yeah, the Diesel jean era was just. Uh, shout out to our friends in Boston. It was just entirely too Boston.
2: Yeah, I was.
3: I was sharp. Just, I mean, good for them. I was with some people, no Boston people, but I was with some people. Uh, at like basically in town for a weekend of shows one time. And we went out. And one of the dudes was buy bought a seven hundred dollar coat, and I remember feeling like I was on a different planet. I was like, "What? This is so weird!" Like, just like like a jacket, seven hundred dollar jacket. And I remember being like, "Yo, that pays my rent for
2: the next two and a half months." Shit! Like, what the? I had never owned anything that wasn't a computer that that was that expensive. Right? Yeah. It's- fuck. <sighs> all right. All right. So, so I guess we're all going. Are we all going diesel? Yeah, they're As calling. the worst? As the worst,
3: yeah. Yeah, they're All right. All right, done. Patrick, you're up.
1: Just want to say that uh, Mike Durnt uh, has been married three times, uh, and he a uh, big Star Wars fan. He um, yep. looks
2: like Vladimir Putin.
1: He looks a little bit like Vladimir Putin, that's true. He owns a coffee company, and during the 2020 COVID pandemic, uh, Billy Joe Armstrong noted that Durnt has basically become a farmer. Um, he won full cost custody of his daughter in two thousand eight. So anyway, I, I mentioned that because uh, that's where uh, looking up uh, Screeching Weasel ex members took me. Um,
2: wow, didn't realize he was in Screeching Weasel.
1: So okay, name an album you'd compare to a diner bagel.
2: Oh shit! So let me
3: let me first let's set what our diner bagel is. <sighs> it. it my my instinct is to say it's not that great, but at three a.m. you're desperate. It'll do in a pinch. It'll do in a pinch. Yeah. Um, um, How do you say this without dissing people?
0: Yeah, to no, I'm trying.
3: trying. You got to diss it's, them. Man. It's, it's got to be all right. Let's see. It's gonna be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. hardcore record that I'd compare to a diner bagel.
1: Ch-ch-ch-ch. The way you said it made me think you were. You're, that was a search term you were typing in.
3: No, my hands. Are, my <laughs> hands. Are, like I feel like I'm being interrogated. My hands are crossed in front of me, like I'm uh, ready for the polygraph. Uh, uh, black flag, slip it in. Oh, interesting. It's it's of of all the black flag records, it's the one I reach for the least of the records you're reasonably reaching for. I'm not fucking. In my head is the fucking. Uh, 4 months past expiration mini box of raisin brand diner wow. food um this is like a couple great songs i think black coffee's a banging song the song slipping in is really good yeah it's kind of there's some problems with it whatever um but it's pro- if you put it on and you have if you're hungry and you eat that there's a chance you might go yeah that was good I'm feeling it if you just ate the diner French toast, you're not touching that. You're you're good. Yeah. So that's what I'm going with.
2: Oh man, I'm gonna say Descendants. Enjoy. Oh. Ooh, another pick. Good. Just because I know, like, Miles not gonna come beat me up if I say his. <laughs> man.
1: For it's still good. A, comparing him to a diner bagel. <laughs>
2: Yo. Just that one record. I mean, everything else is like the best bagel you've ever had. Yo, all right, Descendants, enjoy. I
3: want to make an argument for this song: Sour Grapes, really good. Their cover of Wendy, really good. Really good. A lot of people love get that on my
2: time. Though. When I get that's my time. favorite yep. Descendants song.
3: Yeah, Cheer, pretty good. Now here's where I love this record: Eighties Girl, Green Days or Blood last three tracks that count um 80s girl they're leaning into their most like new wavy a little synthy yeah.
2: influences Fuck, now I'm looking at this
3: green and days are blood are purely
2: for the weirds and i i really like those songs um i might change mine go for it i might change now that i'm looking at i i i, I just gonna hate hurt my I heart hate and descendants, descendants, descendants when they do all? the funny stuff yeah no, no, where are you going? I was gonna say, I don't want to grow up. Oh, yeah, there's funny, there's there's too much. We uh, my- I hate their funny songs, I hate the like, quack, quack, quack. I hate all of that. I hate all the licks. I hate songs about forts. Yeah, I yep. hate, like when they get in there, like, <laughs> I have a crush on this girl bag, it gets no better. Sure, sure, sure. But when they're like, Get the Time is my literally my favorite. But, just but you're song. saying
3: so a conversation we had, um, oh, okay, this ties into Axe Grind. So, Patrick, uh, we on the Patreon episode, everybody who isn't on our Patreon, please join it. Our last Patreon episode, we talked about No Doubt for a long time, but we mentioned a No Doubt Descendant show in December of 1988. Some true Descendants heads hit me up, were like, yo, Descendants were broken up. Like, they basically didn't play any shows in 87 or 88. So I don't know what this No Doubt show you guys are referencing is. And so I did some digging around. No doubt had it listed (laughs) on their show listings, their official show listings, but not with Descendants, but just that, yes, we played in Long Beach at this club that was listed in 1988, December 23rd, 88. (sighs) Kept digging around. Finally found a Descendants reference to it, but only one. Shout out to... I'm not going to name names, but shout out to a mutual who reached out, Tom, you like this, to Steven Egerton. Amazing. And asked, did the Descendants play a show in 1988 with No Doubt? Was he in Descendants by then? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he was like, uh, no. Well, actually, we played one show in 88, but we were already all, but we were between singers. It was at Long Beach at this club. And Milo just showed up and we just did some Descendant songs, which, <clears throat> what? yeah, so so that is the No Doubt uh, Descendant show in 1988, which essentially they play one random show at City Gardens in that time frame. But from 87 to like 95, 96, whatever, there's like no Descendant shows, yeah. you know, there's just none. They, they didn't really play shows except for occasionally when milo and i actually saw him do this with all i saw him do it in philly at the truck in like 99 98 99 milo would just show up and after they all set they would do a handful of descendant songs but he's usually like an encore like hey we're gonna do three songs right right this led to a conversation saying yo what would be the worst possible like descendants three songs and to me it was like no fat beaver pervert and enjoy. Yeah. And, and enjoy. Yeah. Like, you know, or all logistics for 10 minutes. Yeah. Right. So like, uh, you could have done four bangers in that time. That's, that's, that's just the, the mini coleslaw at the diner is just like bullshit like that. All right, Patrick, but you're not
2: sure. Like, yeah, it, so, it might've come from someone else's plate. Exactly. Patrick, what yeah, is, like, this is a little warm? What is your
3: diner bagel? Hardcore record.
1: I'm going to go. Uh, well, it's a collection of seven inches, but I count this I'm going to say beyond hypothermia by cave. I, I Wow okay I don't think it, I don't think it comes within a hundred miles of until your heart stops but it's still very capable. But what so, does? Yeah, that's a good point.
3: So what is what is um, what's the diner meal of uh, until your heart stops? Let's say vegan what? diner so you can give full full range. Oh is this one of those uh, dinosaur eggs for you?
1: No, it's the, it's uh, it's something with what do they call that shit hollandaise Hall- sauce?
3: Hollandaise sauce?
1: Yes. Uh, you can drop that on any old shit, but if you can find me a, a vegan breakfast sandwich with the hollandaise sauce, ooh.
3: I believe a man made a vegan hollandaise sauce in the microwave the other day. I'll find out how to do ooh. That and send it. Sounded to you. Yeah, it was good. I mean,
2: I don't I don't eat that shit, but she liked it. Um, I used to have that they had that at um Kate's joint. Yes. They had a vegan holidays. Beautiful. All right,
3: Peter Kate's It's Julian. Um, yeah. All right. G- good question. All right. Let's see this. Um, do, 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 what do you guys want? A two thousands oh. question, a nineties question, or a overall question? Let's go two thousands. I was thinking okay. the same. What is the bridge two thousands for five hundred, Bob? What is the bridge nine records peak? What is their peak year range? Whoa. I know, tough question.
1: Do I? Am I allowed to look? Of course. Oh, no.
2: yeah. I'm not. This isn't a quiz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> off the top, off the, the top, top, I would go. Just top of my head. Mm-hmm. I would probably say, 01 to 04. So you're getting that's the an ph- phase we're going to say. So you get yeah, an so it's like an panic. Yep. Uh, Hope con
3: HopeCon you get the right. reissue of Peace and Security, you get Shark Attack, you get No Warning, Carry On. Right. Um That sound about right? Yep, yeah, and th- so basically that runs you get the earliest champion record, you get um Holding On, Ramallah, the first terror record, um, and probably let's say mental getting an oxygen tank is two thousand three. Yeah, so that's when they do that Sick of It All EP that Bridge Nine put out, which not memorable, but it was noteworthy uh, at the time that, like, oh shit, Bridge Nine's putting out the new Sick of It All EP? Shit. Um, they did a slapshot album. I would go right to maybe there. 2000 or 2004. Yeah. Oh, they did the, the Slapshot Greatest Hits. Yep, they did that. And then they did a new slapshot. Is that, is digital, no, Digital War's Fairest Greatest Hits. That's re recorded, I think. Um, and we'll say it leads well, they up did to a. Greatest hits, slashes, and crush checks. Yeah, oh, that's right. So then and then there was a new album. Damn.
1: Did they? Yep.
3: Yeah. Two, I would say two thousand. And then two thousand four winds down. They have Outbreak, uh, they do the stand and fight LP, and then the champion promises capped, which and the vinyl for one with the underdogs. So that's probably a good way to cap it Pretty off big. there. Okay. So two thousand to two thousand four. That would be my yeah. That's your your range. Patrick, can you compare another range there?
1: Not at all. I this is, I say this respectfully to Chris and, and anybody who's been involved with the label. They've put out some stuff that has really shaped hardcore, but I'm looking through this right now, and this is a fucking struggle for me. Um, sure. We'll save it. So um,
3: 2006, let me give you 2006 to 2009 because I know there's some people who would make this argument. So you get Think I Care World Asylum, Outbreak yep. LP, Have Heart, Things We Carry, Yeah, uh, Pale Horse, No mm-hmm. Turning Back, Death Before Dishonor, ch- 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 Ruiner, Crime Stereo. Prime Stereo, Prime Stereo, Ceremony, A Few Albums by Ceremony,
1: Oh uh, Okay, Crime Yeah, and wait, Stereo, wait, wait, wait.
3: H2O Newfound Glory Records, Verse Signs to Them, The Second ser- Have Heart LP, Cruel Hand, uh, Life in Shambles, Cruel Hand, Prying oh, I, Eyes,
1: I, I Like That Record
3: first Defeater album Travels Polar Bear Club sometimes things just disappear
1: oh and then there's people that love H2O. the soul control the soul control sort of era yeah. in
3: here, so that's that's this range so i think there's a 2000 to 2004 argument and then a 2006 to let's say 2010 argument as well so okay. uh I think I I think we pro I,
2: I lean with you, Tom. I'm going oh two thousand to two thousand four. Because we're I- saying heights. There's no there's no, you know, I mean they've put out iron chic records in the last like couple of years oh, that yeah, I really yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just saying peak. So yeah. there's no there's no like shame on any of this stuff. No, no, but no, no, I think no. like I, I, to me when I think about it, like Bridge Nine was like the biggest label in hardcore from like two thousand to two thousand four, bar none. Well, right i mean like what else was there
1: let let me say this the second era that bob just mentioned there is an equal amount of there's an equal amount of amount of classics in my opinion however it didn't shape a specific scene at that point it's more fractured and in my personal view quality control was not at its peak so different different
3: different attendance i think um lot of bangers it's, but also
1: a couple a couple a couple turds
3: it's yeah, also really record. oh that's right it was foundation might be a little when's the first foundation 2011 record? right so it's right so we could even that's count the first off we, yeah. we went there but if we do 06 to 2010 that's the like the have heart era so you have have heart ceremony a few other real peaks you get cruel hand in there you get ruiner polar bear club I and mean, the crime stereo records were big the first the crime St- and stereo record that one came out on triple crown maybe first one of those came out on a different label first i think i think trouble out i could be wrong about that um because i think the first proper crime and stereo record that came out on uh bridge nine was is dead um yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah, maybe. trouble stateside was a nitro. That's so wild. Um, oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, yo, and and there's going to be people. There's probably some people who go, yeah, no, I'm more in o four to o eight or o three to o seven, and in, it's just kind of shifting where you're at. So, um there's no wrong answers. No wrong answers. I like that qu- conversation. Tom, you're up.
2: All right. um I don't know how you guys are going to answer this. Hmm. I'm curious. And these are not the only answers, but these are the ones, you know, I, I was doing I was doing more this or that kind of vibe. Yeah. Okay. Better not saying bigger, better to you. Yes. Better a cappella sing-along. Well part. Mm. Can we start again? Or pleased to meet you by trapped under ice. Pleased Whoa. to meet you. It's not close for me. Uh I've. You shake my so hand. I've, I've seen. say please to meet you. I've seen. Ca- can we start eyes. again?
1: Really light, light up a room.
2: Yeah. And i mean, You've never seen a bigger reaction to a, a song. I think.
1: Yeah, that's or, uh, yes, uh, it's math, yeah. It's mad until
2: Bob put on
3: that show. <laughs> yeah. no, the, the, but those 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 reactions to the Bane. Can we start again? Like.
2: At like a regular show is anytime any only. Was crazy. Hate it. Crazy. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, my personal preference is is I love that T-U-I sing-along. It's great. It's perfect. Oh, man. Uh, so that's where I'm going to go. But uh, shout out to Bane for like, you could have 100 people in a room or 1,200 people in a room, and that song is popping off no matter what. That's,
3: a, that's the loudest moment of the uh, evening, period.
1: Yeah.
2: And it was recorded so strangely. Like I don't know when was the last time you actually heard the the recorded version.
1: Not since we did a listen through.
3: I haven't I haven't pranked Amanda with it in a long time, so uh, it's been. A, but it is very, because, it's like, very weird. The, the the beginning of it with that whole long kind of thing.
2: <laughs> the things we say, and it sounds like Bedard's in like a, in another room. Yeah, <laughs> like it's not like the it, the song doesn't start like you've heard it live. It no. starts off with some someone singing the lyrics in a high pitched voice to like a later part of the song, and he's kind of like. He sounds like he's in the kitchen, be like, Hey, do we have any ice cream left? (laughs) Go back and listen to it. It sounds like you're we run out of ice cream. Yeah. All right, Patrick. But yeah, I would I would say pleased to meet you because that's a part that I want to write myself because it's that great. Patrick, you're up.
1: I'm up. Let's see what I got. Um oh my next question is too big to be contained here now that I'm thinking of it, so we might Okay. That can be done at a different time or place. Yeah. I think it's like its own. Too big. Uh, yeah. To it's like contained. a big, big question. You yeah. want to tease or no? Yeah, let's, sure. let's,
3: no. Let's save the tease for the end of the episode.
1: No. Okay.
2: Wow. We're teasing the tease. Mendis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you have a normal one, Pat, or
3: no?
1: <laughs> oh no, I don't. I don't have a normal. Do you have a All right, all right
3: I, I'll go up now, and then Patrick can can go after he gets a chance to think. Um, most underrated '90s label: New Age, Initial, or ebolition? Fuck. There's others. I figured I'd just list those three to to kind of. Bang.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm you know what I'm going to go abolition interesting I like more stuff on new age but I feel like Ebolition created its own had far more impact on the scene at the time
1: oh you I know? I don't know I would need a time machine to confirm but I I feel like I feel like new all age, the heart attack bands I mean new age had a lot of impact on what I think about it on what I listen to though you know
3: new age uh, new age has a lot of new age, we can talk about that for sure
2: it definitely does oh but i think 000%. it might get
3: i think it might get more acknowledgement than evolution does you know oh what I mean? that's a fact right we're talking about that's underrated a, yeah, yeah. okay sure right.
2: yes yeah so most i mean underrated. initial was huge at the, at the at the end of the 90s it was fucking gigantic but but i don't think now we hear a lot of initial records talk you know at what all I mean?
1: at all
3: no no so here let's let's do a quick we're not going to dive here but we're going to kind of skim our toes so abolition quickly downcast struggle spit boy econochrist man a lot of econochrist uh they did the moss icon <laughs> re- like re-release failure face seven inch Fuel, the XXX, some ideas are poisonous comp, Los Crudos Spitboy Split, Exignota, Manumission, uh, C and Red, the Monster X record, Bleed, Ambrin, Submission Hold, Torches to Rome, Bread and Circuits, Yafet Koto, Reversal of Man, Orchid, Bread and Circuits, <sighs> Daltonic. Severed Head of State. A lot state. of big stuff yeah, for that scene. Countdown to Push, uh, Submission Hold. Yeah, there's there's a mix here. Um, got a hand in the Formatius Riser. So shout out to Abolition. Um, <laughs> I mean,
2: New Age had the biggest bands of the three.
3: I think so, too. Until initial hit a certain point. Cause like I'm looking at the initial initial starts in 92, you know, they're, they're there early, but yeah, but it's like, okay, what's the
2: biggest point?
3: Let's go. Um, Pitbull guilt, and Kindle falling forward. Guilt.
2: Kindle, it might've been that boys. fire fire. Yeah, I think
3: so too. Despair. The despair thing was big. Despair too. Elliot. Does uh, Elliot records slugfest boys. fire. The rev the- ones are bigger though. Yep. Ink and dagger drive. The seven inch, uh, boys. fire day. When someone went out, Ooh the enkindles metro shifter boy sets fire to jazz june metro shifter <laughs> a lot of metro shifter um silent majority yeah yeah movie life okay interesting so these are three what was records. The movie life record movie life record is yeah self-destruct from? self-destruct self-destruct yeah yeah um plane's mistaken for star oh that's just part of the black back on black um yo three record labels that seemed in their own ways new age was fading by the late 90s more so than initial or abolition abolition had carved their own world with the distribution stuff and heart attack and initial i mean they kind of had their whole like if you got a very distribution catalog you knew all about everything that had initial records on it. You That's know what fact. I mean? So, uh, but, but three records of those labels. Now you definitely hear the most about new age. Um, and you don't hear as much about the other two. Interesting. Patrick, do you have a question?
1: Uh, during all that talk, I formed one and now it's gotten away from me. Hold on. Let's see. I, I'm, I'm currently on the cave in Wikipedia and I believe I had a cave in question, but, uh, We went left for a second. All right,
3: Tom, you go now. I ran out. Okay. Uh, Here's another one. (laughs) This one will fill the void. Sorry. No problem. Uh, We'll do one more and then try to get Patrick's. um, Philadelphia Hardcore Titans mini tournament. I need need a fourth here. Tom, I want your help with the fourth. Okay. Blacklisted, Ink and Dagger, All Else Failed, I need a Uh fourth turmoil turmoil okay perfect it's either paint painted black or turmoil i put mother mercy because i have some affinity there but but you're right turmoil i love mother turmoil mercy fits too. there there's a f- few others we, we we shit on philly f- frequently but we also try to give it to him patrick and tom both of you are involved here but um especially for patrick because i know he's got some affinity for these acts patrick blacklisted versus turmoil
1: it's blacklisted
3: all right ink and dagger versus all else failed
1: it's All Else Failed.
3: Ink and Dagger versus Turmoil.
1: It's, it's God. That's tough. I like both bands quite a bit. I'm going to say Ink and Dagger probably has more songs.
3: And Blacklisted versus All Else Failed.
1: This That's a coin flip.
3: How are you feeling today?
1: Today's a Blacklisted day.
3: Okay. Tom, Blacklisted or Turmoil? Blacklisted. Ink and dagger or all else failed? Ink and dagger. All's failed or turmoil? Turmoil. Blacklisted mm. or ink and dagger. Ink and dagger. Okay. I think I'm gonna go blacklisted, ink and dagger, turmoil, all else failed. Thank you. That was our
2: oh, Philadelphia hardcore Olympics.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 okay. I have Your a question. question. I have a Mother question.
2: Mother Mercy was
3: number five though. Uh, mother mercy might slide into my top three yeah i I
2: mean i love that stuff but yes here
1: here's my question though you're gonna have to um, i think i'm becoming senile and you're gonna have to tell me if we had this discussion at length or if i dreamt it
2: likely we've only talked for 1000 hours i like the idea that you might be dreaming about our hardcore podcast though
1: (laughs) who had the best rock period of their career did we talk about this? Because the answer is clearly cave in, even though I don't like the rock period, but I feel like Bob, do you stand by one of these youth yeah, crew Jupiter. bands later? Shit, oh, or did I make oh, that up?
3: Oh, youth crew? no. Oh no. You're talking, you might be thinking about fast break, um, but it doesn't compare. It doesn't compare. You know what I mean? Okay. Cave in Jupiter is just a legitimately good record. Fast break. Whenever you're ready, uh, I will argue if it came out in two thousand nine, it would have been huge in nineteen ninety nine, two thousand. Yep. Um, there's a couple horn parts on there. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. They were too up, uh, like just too early. Yeah, yeah, too early. Missed, missed, missed. Had they been five years later, 100%. they might have caught some of the like set your goals types. A hundred percent. Had they been ten years later, they would have caught the run for cover audience. Uh, they were the late '90s youth crew revival was not interested in their pivot. Yeah, no. Um. So yeah, it's Jupiter. It's it's Caven. They they pivoted best. They were such talented players. I think. I think even people who were mad, like I have to assume there were there were some Caven fans who were just straight up mad. Like, what's interesting me. you know this you give me until your heart stops and now i'm here See, but I, I think that even the most ardent fan ardent like lover of until your heart stops had to pay respect to how competent jupiter was
1: that's the thing i never encountered a hater I, I, and i i might be the biggest hater so i i think that that's like yeah you're very close
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, i mean i think at the time people were like oh man i really like those mosh parts but like this is still pretty good and also they sort of eased into it i feel like yeah. Until your heart stop, stops is after like a year before they were like yo, we are over this shit Yep. here's like a, here's an EP of like a failure cover and a fucking of burning down the billboards acoustic fucking song you know yeah. what I mean like yeah. I feel like I think they they eased people into the you know and I think seeing them live it's like uh, you guys don't really totally like you're doing this because you feel like you have to right but you're not stoked yeah. on playing any yeah, songs yeah they, they
3: primed the pump for the change so it yes, wasn't yeah yeah okay um, I have. I have three more questions. They're all pretty easy and fun. So let me do these. And if either of you has anything to chime in, stop me before. uh, Stop me. Oh, please stop me. Um, Uniform choice or Infest? Infest. When's the last time you listened to either? Okay. Both Uh, going Infest.
1: I listened to Infest two months ago. Uniform choice. (laughs) Ten years? I don't fucking know. Unless okay. we had to listen for really that one Unless we had to listen for a year in hardcore. I a uniform choice. Yet. I know you guys have a spot for this. I don't
3: like musically though. I I,
1: I know you, you say you this. M-
3: you might need to listen to no, Stranger for be right. Change just musically.
1: You might like, be right. I might try yeah. to
3: isolate the the vocal off of it so you can listen to the music because I think there's parts of it that would really really pull at you
1: but can you understand that at one time they represented everything i wasn't interested Uh, in of
3: course and and i think the vocal styling even to this day might not gel with you you know Mm -hmm. what i mean
2: um i might change my i'm gonna go back i'm gonna change i'm gonna say uniform choice yeah yeah i love them both but like in fest it's like it's a time and place it's not, that's not something you just always like, just like pop on, but like you could pop on Screaming for Change.
3: Yeah, Screaming for Change does have, I mean, both are stone cold classics to me. Both are part of my, like, 100%. my full canon and like just love, love, love. Yeah. Um, Uniform Choice, I probably haven't listened to in a little while longer. I've listened to both in the last two years for sure, but Infest is, especially when I think about like the Infest canon, like the second Infant, the, the No Man's Slave LP is so good. But it, and I know it pretty well because it came out when I was in a hardcore. So I like got it and listened to it like a new record. But the classic, you know, the slave LP, the the EPs, I had that all on the tape. So like I would listen to that. I've listened to that material f- a lot, you know, a lot, lot. So, uh, so yeah, I, I I don't know where I go on that. I think tonight's mood is I'm taking Infest, but I love both so much. So I, I was curious about that one. All right. Um, two more quick ones. Rank them from the top. Tees of the modern era. <laughs> Title fight, touche amore, turnstile, trapped under ice. Oh, I'm going to have to write this up. Title
2: trapped fight, under ice, style, trapped under, under ice,
3: turnstile, touche amore.
1: I'm going um, trapped under ice as my favorite of those. Okay. Followed by
0: fuck.
3: Yeah, I'm. I'm very curious. I'm very curious where both of you are going on this. Actually, yeah,
1: because okay. Well, let's let's let's. I'll do the thing for Tom and I. Please. I. We respect all these bands a lot.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. For everyone, these are four yeah. bands that we all are keeping lots of praise on. These are four very important and cool bands. We grouped they- them together because they all begin with T's and they've all been relevant in the last decade.
1: So. And this also puts me in a situation because TUI is the only band that hasn't done shit for me. Uh the other three have all <laughs> have all done something to put my bands on. You know, like sometimes put themselves out to put my bands on. For sure. Um, but tui definitely has my favorite sound.
3: Okay, so, so you're it, giving TUI the first one because you're gonna shit on everyone who's helped you. So go yeah. ahead from there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um <laughs> From the top,
2: I'm taking the band who hasn't helped me.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: right, right. These other bands have gone out of their way and bent over backwards to help me out. I, I mean, honestly, That being said, fuck so them. They're up for the silver silver medal contest here. Let's
1: go. I mean, t- Title Fight was one of the first bands to really fucking put
3: fuck their neck out. End of it year? Was, yeah. It yeah. was
1: first. Bain, it first. It was Bane who put their neck out, and then it was fucking Title Fight. Two bands that were way bigger than my band, and mm-hmm. really like you know, for whatever reason, we're cool. So, so I, I never want to disrespect any of these people.
3: No, it's no, no disrespect to any of this. All
1: right, then fuck it. It's going to you. I turn style, uh, touche, uh, uh, title fight. Wow. Okay. Tom,
2: I would just like to go on record that I hate these questions and that that hardcore and punk rock is not a competition. Oh,
3: so, but everybody got to know this is, we're, we're, we're just choosing which candy bar we want to eat first. We love all the candy. This is all, we didn't, we didn't put a stinker in the bunch here. If we were doing the top 10 bands of the era, these would be four of them. Yeah, no no question. And like, I I chose these four because we've also heaped lots of praise on all these bands at some point, one way or the other and like, whatever.
1: There's, they're also – I like – I'm less nervous about this one than when I get put in a situation where it's like two small bands. These bands don't need me to like them at no. all. You know what I mean? So fuck it. No, that's fair. But we've
2: caveated it. Okay, them. so here's, yeah. here's, my, here's my thing. All right, so I'm going to go T-U-I mm-hmm. just because they scratch my NYHC itch. Mm-hmm. Um, then I'm going to go Turnstile. Mm-hmm. Then I'd go Tide to Fight. Then I'll go Touche. Yep. But it's funny. I liked the uh, turnstile and Touche's most recent stuff is my favorite stuff by them. Yes, mm. yeah. and TUI and Title Fight, I prefer some of the older stuff to the newer stuff. Right, yeah. Because mm. I wanted to note, like you, all great. You, you you've mentioned that last Touche
3: LP as being like that was a top record for it's you. It's My favorite right, by them.
2: right? You really liked it. Yeah, I, yeah.
3: Mine is Title Fight, TUI, Turnstile, Touche. Uh, all very tight. So shout out, great, great T bands. Yes. All right, and now final question, but then we've got a little surprise at the end of this episode. Whew, I know, this one's, all right, so so this isn't about best or most important or coolest or favorite. This is who is the most. Who is, and we're going to start with one that's easy because, and it's not necessarily easy, but you'll get the concept the easiest and then we'll be able to apply it. Who is the most New York Hardcore band. So the most New York hardcore band.
1: I'm going agnostic front. I
3: mean, I would say agnostic front. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is Madball. Even though, like, Roger's not
2: from New York. Right. Yeah, and, is Madball oh, more New York than AF? It's close. Okay. Actually, I'm going to say. Well, Matt Mur- Henderson's from Minnesota. I'm going to say Murphy's War well, is the- right
1: in there.
3: Murphy's Law is a good that's one. True. I mean, because I'm not I'm I'm trying not to be too geographic because there's gonna be stuff that's like you know, Roger's from across the bridge, but if, if he's Cuba. Well he's from Cuba and then he and lived that's in a long, fucking, that's a long bridge. Well he was from Cuba. But then he lived and, in Passaic. Yeah, he lives in Jersey, and you know. Um so
2: but I think Ignostic But Karni I feel like is Vinny right is as yeah. so New York, Because yeah. He's the most New York. Him and Jimmy Gestapo are the most New York. Yeah, what Jimmy G. Fred, Jimmy, Freddy's pretty New York. <laughs> Yo, Freddy's hold on, pretty real New York.
1: Real quick, I forget that that's a thing. Does that make me old?
3: Yes. What, the, his name? Yeah. Yeah. But that's because Jimmy G? It, it makes you old, the Gestapo part, because that was the thing yeah. that was for so long that you were so accustomed to it that it's hard to not that was his last name
1: yeah but when did it
2: like stigma's not yeah stigma's not Vinny's last name what
1: (laughs) what
3: no
2: shocking
1: but my I guess what my question is I saw you know I I guess Jimmy did an interview recently and it and it said Jimmy G and I said oh yeah now am
3: when
1: did that that
2: change really I don't know last couple years Uh, yeah yeah, let's say let's say five years ago okay I mean, because it, it's like, like I feel like the old name and Drescher, some there were at times they were interchangeable.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like people know his last name as Jimmy Drescher. Sure. Like it's not like for sure, it's not a secret for sure. Like no one knows Vinny's last name. No. Um, I mean, you do if you have the records. That's
3: right. All right. So, so that I think we're all in agreement. Agnostic Front seems like the easiest answer. Murphy's Law is a good answer. I really think yes. Madball because you know. Freddie's pretty New York song, New York city. Like it's pretty good. Um, Who's the most LA hardcore band? Most LA hardcore band. There's a part of me that wanted to say black flag, but that makes me think punk. Um,
1: You know, what's funny. I love LA much more than I love New York, but when you say, but when you say what's the most LA band, I feel like I'm insulting someone.
3: Oh, like you're, because you're applying Los Angeles to them. That's part of it, though, is wherever you're going, they're take, because these next ones are the same thing. People, one person's badge of pride is another person's
2: kick me sign, you know? Yeah. You know what? I mean, and more, I mean, current, not really current, but more recent times. Terror repped LA a lot. Terror repped LA a lot? Yes. I was going to say rotting out. Rotting out? Yep.
3: Yeah. In terms of like the 80s, there's not, I mean, I think for LA hardcore, like,
1: I feel like it's Youth youth Brigade. Youth Brigade is the only one that I can say is like, properly la but they don't feel la to me even though they no. are to their core right
3: like i think if you go if you go 80s you it's gotta, like redondo near is that yeah is
2: that considered la yeah, south bay's all LA, like the strand
0: yeah
3: that's yeah, all yeah. but but i mean that's black flags from the south bay too you know so i i feel like you have to like if you go in 80s you gotta say black flag but it feels like they have it's almost too hard We're, we'll talk about this on a patreon episode that you'll hear before you hear this one um I feel like you have to go more recently. Do, do we throw out stuff like, yo? when I thought of California hardcore in the nineties, I thought of strife. Yes. They're not totally LA because they were from like Westlake village and shit. Like that's an yeah, and they, Right. And they never fully repped. Um, Los Angeles. LA hardcore, hardcore. till t- more. You know, I think they rep it a little bit now. Um, Internal affairs rep the LA thing carry on never really they repped socal in general i think you got to go rotting out or terror yeah okay um two more really quick who is the most midwest hardcore band Hmm.
2: of the before times uh i mean we always say negative Negative approach approach, right yeah has 90s probably by the grace of god okay interesting pick okay yeah And then of the more current times, I would probably say Knocked Loose. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do you – are there any
3: 90s, like, more heavy-leaning bands that come into the conversation? Like, I can't register Harvest Harvest was the one I was going to ask about.
2: Minnesota, Minnesota. yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Midwest is, like – to me, like, it's It's tough. As much as I've traveled the country, I can't really formulate it. To me, like, the Midwest is everywhere from, like – Idaho to like Erie. Here's what I'll tell you, but it's not Midwest is
3: Minnesota. Follow the straight line down to including Arkansas, but not totally over to Tennessee, but Tennessee's the South. You can include Kentucky, but that's on the line all the way to the edge of Pennsylvania. So Ohio to Minnesota in the North and as far South as Missouri. Um, then you get into stuff. like the plain states of Kansas, etc. Then you get into the mountain time zone. That's that feels different. Um, I agree. is oh. would they would you consider them Midwest? Yeah, I would. Kansas, yep, Kansas City, yep. yeah, yep. yep, Kansas City, Missouri.
2: They were very,
3: they talked about like
2: corn and stuff. So it makes sense.
3: <laughs> uh, and final one who is the most Northwest hardcore band?
1: Um, I'm going to say Botch. I'm going to say Botch. Undertow? No, Undertow I mean, To that. me, it would
2: be Undertow, but Botch is probably, in the grand scheme of things, probably a little bigger.
1: Oh, bigger for sure. But, <laughs> but I, I would...
2: I, I don't know, man. Undertow in the 90s, pretty fucking big.
1: Oh, no, I, I got no doubt, but I think, I think Botch kind of like they had a legacy i mean it's it's dried up the last couple of years but they had a legacy for like 10 years of like people talking about bot- remember how much people used to talk about botch it was annoying so
2: I, they missed their window for the big reunion
1: for sure by the way everybody if you have made it this far into the podcast and you are a member of a defunct band you have a window i'm talking to someone specifically now jump on it if you want to do, jump on if it. If you want to do, I don't believe in getting back together, but I know you do. So get on it.
2: <laughs> um, can you text us who you're talking about? I'm
3: really curious. We'll <laughs> catch it offline. Uh, there's some you other answers me? here, but yo, know, shout out, shout out to Northwest, shout out to the Midwest Brotherhood, yo brother. shout out to Sunday Real Estate, yeah, fuck yeah, oh, the uh,
1: yo, hold yeah. on,
3: they're all hardcore. Wait a second, Soldier, fuck yeah.
1: Wait a second, can we do a Sunny Day Real Estate, Texas is the reason. Can we do the that that emo vein and yeah. our listeners will be with it? Can we do an episode?
3: 100% we can. Sure. Let's, I let's would do love the that. dive. Coming soon.
2: Mm. But right now <laughs> well, I have a question. Yes. Sorry, before we go. Yes. Well, we can wait for another time. No, so, um, why not? Friend of the pod. Mm-hmm. Kate from Philly mm-hmm. was asking, and this is a good question. When, wh- what was the first band you remember repping an area code? Mm. <laughs> uh, Straight edge to okay, me. My I answer 804. <laughs> Ooh, 804. Oh yeah. My answer was Canderia. What were they? 908? No, they were 718. They had a Mosh uh, call that was uh, like, he literally went 718. And this is, like, 1995. Mm-hmm. I mean, Four named – yeah, I mean, they had a band named after it. Yeah. So okay. that makes sense, too. Yeah. But, but, like, I don't remember it being, like, a thing. Like, it wasn't, like – No, but – You know, like, Black Flag, 818, or whatever no, the fuck. you know, no, 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 <laughs> like no, Whatever no, no, the hell no. it was.
3: 90s into late 90s, I think it became a thing. Uh,
1: right? Yeah, the, the Cabal 3.
3: locals, sure, but, like – Oh, Cabal. Yeah, Cabal brought it in. Um that might actually be it. I think Cabal helped start it because because the first thing I thought of was SEM. So X seven three two X. Shout out to the stream. Yeah, well, go yeah, we're gonna go three one five. Yeah, we're gonna go three one five. Guys, uh, I'd like to say thank you for joining us, everyone, and enjoy. Thanks, everyone. Soul Blind live on Axe to Grind.
2: <laughs> oh,
3: mm, that was good. Amazing. Welcome to Axe to Grind. This is live on Axe to Grind. I'm Bob, and joining me today is... So blind. What's up, dudes? How you doing? What's up? How are you, How was the drive down from the Hudson Valley? It was light. It's yeah, Sunday nice morning.
2: That's nice. Easy. A little bit of snow where I live, but...
3: Get in front of the mic. Come
2: here.
3: A little bit of snow where I live, but okay. nothing too bad. It was snowing for you this Yeah, morning. yeah. So that's the big difference between the Jersey Shore and the Hudson Valley, is on the same day it can be snowing there for you. It's like... 50 here for yeah. sure that that coastal yeah. do you, so <laughs> do you fuck with snow if you that question is like a weird snow. one yes or no I like snow
0: uh, I like snow for the first month I'm with Justin snow so, for the first month so
3: if you could have it or not are you having it yes or no I'm, I'm having no. it no, <laughs> no. Got one yes no. one no I'm gonna go with yes okay it's magical yeah. it makes sh- me feel sh- good pretty. <laughs> it's really um, pretty the Hudson Valley is a place we talk about a lot. Is there anything you think people who aren't
0: from there don't understand? Uh, I think you just have to live there. I don't know why anyone would move there, like living somewhere else. Right. Uh, but it's cool. I don't know. <laughs> people come here because the leaves change and shit. Uh, it's, you can see that anywhere. But, There's you apples know, to pick. Apple orchards. All oh that. yeah. All right. Yeah. So
3: what's your go-to apple dish? Hmm. Apple pie. pie. Apple pie. Yeah, for sure. Hey, that was too easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turnover.
0: Yeah. Okay, so no. other than
3: apple pie, he's going turnover. Sure. Other than apple pie. Apple crisp. Apple crisp. Oh, that's that's good. Apples. So tell me a <laughs> little, let's talk a little bit about, so I, get just raw. I, I like it raw. Yeah, bro. Tell mm. me a little
0: bit about Soul Blind. How long you guys been around? That uh, stuff. About like two and a half years, something like that. Okay. Um, Only have like three releases out. Nice going to keep going keep this year this year's going to be more very yes. excited yes, about sir. it yes sir absolutely got any big plans for summer 2020 uh no summer yet um we're going out to uh texas in march oh nice for like a week we're planning um it's like a cool show in dallas uh what what's it called what's the fest so no. what not so
2: fun fest not, not so, so fun, fun. Yeah. not so fun right. true
1: at
0: yeah. and gulch and regional justice center oh fun. no right and no right bo- fuck bo- yeah.
3: But uh Sonically you
0: guys are not
3: Like a hardcore band Would you say you're a hardcore band or no? I
0: would say we're soul
3: blind (laughs) (laughs) But we got So what do we got? We got a Radiohead shirt A
0: Judiciary shirt And a Kulu shirt Gotta be well
3: versed Well versed Diverse musical style If you had to describe Your music to my mailman
0: Mm. (laughs) What would you tell him? Uh Heavy guitar rock Uh clean vocals maybe he don't know about some hard vocals so like i don't know just like light singing it's nice it's, it's enjoyable you, you, could, you could put it on I like tj maxx <laughs> <laughs> this is soul blind